Washington, they have a revolution. Welcome to the TCU Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Andre Culleton, and today it's a top tenner, y'all, a film I was mildly obsessed with, the reason I started collecting banger compilation CDs, and perhaps a tragedy of a lesbian film that never quite came to be. I don't know, it still feels pretty gay to me. We're talking Bend It Like Beckham. Released in 2002, the film stars Parminder Nagra, Jonathan Rhys-Meyers, Kieran Knightley, and of course that thing we shall try to exclusively refer to as football. The film is directed by Gurinder Chadha, and if you've ever wanted to hear from a director that finds literal pure joy in creating stories for screen, YouTube some interviews with Gurinder, or watch the DVD extras if you are the, one of the lucky ones that still possesses the technology like myself. Also, soundtrack is a banger. Well, I am so excited to have a pal from across the pond to discuss today, a writer and actor who has performed with Urban Fox's collective Crank Theater, Outbox Theater, and the Drakes, which I'm just going to go ahead and assume means a concert appearance alongside Drake and his son. He just finished writing on Dead India, a new animated Netflix series you must check out from Hamish Steele that is queer as fuck. It's Elijah Harris. Welcome, Elijah. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> It's time for our nostalgia scan. It's a scanner that reads from zero to 100, and it's powered by real tea. Don't try to lie to it. It'll know. I've used some water that was actually intended for the team to brew the tea. Oops. I hope they're not too thirsty. It's time to ask ourselves, how much nostalgia do we really have for Bend It Like Beckham? I'm pretty sure you've never been in a scanner like this, and admittedly, I did throw this thing together myself. So would you like me to go first? Please. (laughs) Of course. Scanning. I saw it around the time it came out. It may have even been an assignment from my senior high school film class. And I had the DVD and I just watched that thing over and over again. This is the gap between my high school and my film school experience. And uh, I just got so genuinely excited when I knew that you wanted to do this film and that I got to watch it again. I was like, that was a real emotion that I felt. I was like, yes. So it's the performances, it's the comedy that's highly influential on me, like we've had before on the pod. It's a sports film, so that really rings true to me as a person who was a young athlete and then felt like puberty just like pushed me through a funnel that only left to a couple very limited places. So feeling it with this movie, I'm going to do it. It's a 100 on the scanner. What about you? Oh my you? goodness. <laughs> <laughs> You've maxed out. I maxed um... out. <laughs> Scanning. Yeah, I mean, this film came out in, yeah, 2002, I was 11 um, or something, 10 or 11, and it was sort of peak, peak, like, little tomboy time for me. Um, David Beckham actually was my hero. Uh, I am a Man United fan. So okay. it's like ticking all the boxes. I actually, there's a picture of me, like, when I was a kid and I've got the full kit on and... 
So, uh, <laughs> so Joe would have rolled his eyes at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like I um, there was a a, a millennium like ten New Year's party in the mm. town where I grew up, and it was fancy dress, and I dressed as David Beckham. Fancy dress. Now, was that intended to be a, a step up, or was that costume fancy dress? It was like supposed to be like costume. Okay. I think, yeah, I feel like my best mate Amy went as Anakin Skywalker, and okay. she won. She won the competition. I came second. But now that I'm thinking about it, I I wonder if it was only us two that actually dressed up. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like a false memory already. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine, yeah. and nobody beat us up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's definitely like it's maxing me out as well, one hundred percent. Okay, no yeah. Well, you know, I think the reason we do this scan is because. We want to know how much that's influencing us going into our synopsis. I'm okay to admit that I think we're pretty influenced and that it's hard to sway us. But upon this rewatch and digesting it in this particular way, I did catch I did catch some of that. Okay. <laughs> All right, that was a that was a choice, a choice you might not make today, a choice you might make today. So, yeah. definitely the lesbian feet um, is something <laughs> that we'll we'll talk about. <laughs> Anyway, the script, the script, I mean, just, uh, wow, some of these lines are so memorable, and that's that's really what you hope for as a writer, so I still find it inspirational as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Juliet well, Stevenson actually has some of the, some, some mad lines, it's oh incredible. Yeah, I was I went back and forth putting her in the in the synopsis. It's just too many to read because then I'd have to read so many all the parent actors really. Yeah. But yeah, Juliet Stevenson really holds this film together in a comedic way that is somehow a through line, a very powerful secondary character through yeah. line. Gets away with it. And when she when she cried to the dad, I looked at it, it was the film was only about half over. So it was a really made. I was like, "This is gonna." The lesbian arc is is really thick for an hour mm. of the film. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> so let's get into it. Our synopsis. We begin with a fantasy of Jess's. David Beckham is playing, and the announcer is wondering who's going to facilitate the the goal. Is it going to be Beckham himself? And then kick and who who heads it into the goal but Jess Bamra she scores and then we go to sort of like a sports center style setup where these these uh, talkies are going uh, they're really high on her actually they're totally pro her there's no weird thing in the fantasy where she can't play with the boys it's just assimilated to be true and of course then Jess's mom pops up for the first time in the film and she is totally against this they're like your your daughter is so good and she says it's bringing shame on the family so she's bringing mm. us this uh, huge engine for the film Jess loves soccer Jess is great at soccer but <laughs> she it's yeah. shameful it's shameful yeah. but been well, it's there cool. even, even from the beginning like that all of those people are like there who talk about football on the telly like right. the actual game so it's like it is they managed to get like Gary Lineker and every, you know all of those blokes are like everyone you right. watch on telly talking about the Premier League so it, <laughs> the fantasy is Right. It's top notch. They're not actors, you know. They're they're football yeah. like <laughs> they don't read they don't they read as very real and I think you yeah. know Beck, Beckham blessed this film so much that that hopefully was a huge part in it. Everybody seemed to this was an indie that had a lot of like just behind it or whatever. Mm. I used to think that that cameo was real 
And I was like, why did they do it this way? It's not. I'm an idiot. <laughs> It's like they only shot them for the back, but okay. <laughs> I'm there now. I'm not in my early 20s anymore. I'm smart now. <laughs> so, <laughs> big leaps. So, yeah, anyway, th- this is, you know, when we cut to, oh, she's not she's not sleeping, dreaming. She's just daydreaming while she's watching uh, Beckham play on the TV. And her mom is like, your sister's getting married. Like, please get your shit together. Stop watching uh this you know skinhead boy uh that's what she says and uh, and come down and and it's it's not even important to just this wedding thing but as many people listening will probably already know indian weddings take several ceremonies several days several costume changes so this is a big deal and a huge pressure on the family and they're just trying to honestly get her to participate in, in a way that is culturally acceptable so it's, it's tough, but I, I like that uh, she's just, she couldn't give two fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning. And she's like, so, sister who? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the first day of all of these major things. Got it. So Jess and her sister Pinky go on a shop, shopping uh, for the... I, I really can't understand. It's tomorrow or whatever, so they really are still buying a dress. But it's because... Is this the one where where somebody just said they were wearing pink or something? Yeah, she said, so... She's the bride. That's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. One of her nasty mates is like, I'm going to wear this. And she's like, oh, that's what I'm wearing. So they have to go shopping and get last minute. Both the, the girl friends and the guy friends are all pr- problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun <laughs> bunch to watch. <laughs> Both. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they go and run into Tony, which is significant. That's Jess's closest mate. They chat about school, and Tony asks if she's going to the park later. She's like, I'm going to try. She always apparently is trying to sneak away to play soccer, even though she doesn't have any cleats. Wow. <laughs> she must be good. She must have really strong ankles. So, <laughs> no grip. But Jules and her mom are also shopping. I looked it up later because I was like, I keep calling her Jules' mom. I don't think they ever say it. That's my cat no. mewling at birds. Uh, birds outside the spaceship. But Jules is, uh, Jules' mom is actually called Paula Paxton. And I just thought, what the fuck? I know, you never hear their names ever. (laughs) Ever. I'm not going to do that. That's confusing. So they're shopping, though. They're shopping for a bra. And her mom wants her to do, like, a pump-up bra, a gel bra. Ends up grabbing her her breasts. Hands up if your mom ever grabbed your boobs. My hands are fully down. Elijah's down. down. Yeah, yeah. You're just supporting your chin. That's not... Yeah, put, yeah, put it down. Yeah, no. Full no, right? It's a full no. Wouldn't be it's my mom anymore. No. <laughs> like, fuck no, that. no. So that happens very traumatizing. Back yeah. at... And it... it, it, it it is, it's going to happen to other characters, believe it or not. It's this a big a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't even the first time. And also, I didn't remember, like, I rewatched it as well, and I was just like, wait, it was so... I didn't even remember that part being in there, but, like, oh, for some I was reason, just like, part, what? <laughs> I was going to say, that remind, it, like, never happened, but it reminded me of my first bra shopping trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was lucky, like, my mum was just like, you want to wear those funny sports bras, do what you want, but... <laughs> yeah. And Jules, Jules is supposed to be, what, 17? Yeah. 
Unless she needs yeah. any assistance. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> really, why? That's a drop-off situation. Buy what you need. Yeah, it truly pick is. Pick up later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get God. it. But yeah, oh, I'm glad that you were able to kind of repress that one a little bit because it's, it's mm. too tough. <laughs> it's a great place that we need to start off with the mom, but uh, she that she hits that note so hard continuously. Yeah, exactly. It's almost unnecessary. But... We see that there's some tension between them, but we're going to find out that Jules is not Jules is not steered by it in the same way that Jess is. They're actually in sort of similar structures with their mothers. Mm. Um, so it's, that's, that's a huge difference. But back at the park, Jess plays football with the boys, and she's really fucking good. The boys ride her for being a, go- a girl and having breasts. But the fact is, is that she's better than them. And Jules lightly stalks her for this time. She just sees one, <laughs> and then she stops, and she's like, "Wait a second, that player has a ponytail." Confirmed, girl. It's a noted thing. Just gay. <laughs> That's an important narratively. Then, of course, Jess is talking to her therapist, which is a poster of Beckham on the wall. That's her sounding board. <laughs> for her (laughs) problems and her dad comes in and he's like you know the family is coming to stay here maybe you could put like some ocean some bullshit like up on the walls instead of all this soccer crap and her fam just doesn't support her personality and interests that's what I wrote for this part it's just that's the thing they don't like about her (laughs) yeah what she's interested in and who she is so great there is they don't care for the football (laughs) Don't care. They only like her when she's being a quote-unquote good girl. Yeah. You know? There is also family pressure to marry at this engagement event uh, for Pinky's wedding. The female, you know, AFAB people in the family are just, like, pulling her in as she's passing around food trays and asking her when it's going to be her time, even though she doesn't even have a, a boyfriend Really, Mm. Tony's really not her boyfriend. He's just the male that's most adjacent to her constantly. And that is significant to them somehow. So I love that. I do. I do love that scene, though. They're like matriarchs, like all like, like sat around sort of gabbing and then and they'll pull out their phones. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, definitely. There's some notes here where Gorinda is trying to talk talk to us about how this culture is steeped in tradition and things that are really ancient truly too and then they have this modern relationship with technology uh the dad and pinky work at the airport Mm. you know it's it's not like it there's a juxtaposition between um the tradition and how much it fits into modern life but for that one's just a pure joke which is hilarious yeah it's really good i love it they talk about big dicks you know (laughs) (laughs) we always appreciate that so uh, you know another day at the park and pinky's friends are watching this time i love how they're like they're there these girls love to shop but also they love to pull up on a park bench together and watch (laughs) watch these football players play who have great abs okay and (laughs) they accepting it so this little this little area must be a a neighborhood that they all live in and jess is called over and of course uh she's like 
whatever, guys, your slags, which is British for (laughs) sluts, right? And she totally shames them. Jess has, Mm -hmm. this is one of two hugely problematic behavior scenes for Jess. I mean, you could argue a few more, but I think you probably even know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Tony, you know, later. (laughs) And she's like, you're gay, you know? It's like, (laughs) whoa. So she calls them slags, right? And then one of them sort of defends her and is like, well, you know, she's a virgin, but at least she hasn't, like, fucked half the town Mm -hmm. um, like you guys. So there's a, a sluts shaming sluts. Virgin shaming sluts and slut shaming virgins, yeah. <laughs> all in one scene. We're really lucky. <laughs> so, <laughs> bless. So Jules, of course, comes up to Jess and she says she has this team. You know, they're really, really good. And I'm guessing that just like with the boys' leagues uh, in the UK, you can you can go up, uh, you can get good enough and win enough to get into a better league. Yeah, so I mean... that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably when it was made, there would have been less, much, much less leagues that you could um, ascend through okay. or descend, but yeah. Is Premier the top league? Yeah, the okay, yeah, okay. Prem, Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> but in the, in the women's, fo- in women's football, it's called the Super League. I like that. Yeah. It's really quite American sounding, actually. It really is. Uh, super League. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, okay. So, okay, so they're trying to, you know, they're, try- they're trying for stuff. There's, real, there's some real goals involved. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also during this scene, there's a lot of, am I wrong, but are, is there some charged heat? There's some lingering looks. There's something passing between Jules and Jess in the scene. No <laughs> doubt. Tangible. Like, no doubt. Yeah. And I I'm think... sure, you know, I'm not going to gaslight my younger self, but I think I was just like, like my eyes are like falling out of my head. Yeah. I mean, Jules <laughs> is just like, I'm, and I'm strictly basically attracted to, to masculine people typically, but there's something about Jules there's something about Jess, honestly. There's just mm. something about these girls that's just really compelling, beautiful, and uh, the the kismet, whatever the kismet is. And mm. we see how fucked up they are when the kismet is wonky. So this is a real thing, you know, that yeah. they, they really have this connection. It's, it's about football. It's about their their expression of gender, too, even in some way, because they both thwart the tr- typical gender expression that their their family's particular one or their mom's particularly one. Mm. And so, of course, she she invites her to try out. She says yes. She kind of doesn't say anything. That's sort of where we're starting with Jess. She's, like, so passive. But she's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and Jules, uh, we meet, she introduces us to Joe. All J names. Jules, Weird. Joe, Strange. Jess. Yeah. Joe, man, Joe. A Why? choice. Who knows? <laughs> choice. Huge choice. Not. He's already not taking Jess seriously because she doesn't have boots or cleats. And then she unveils, of course, that she's trying out in her Beckham uniform. And he just straight up rolls his eyes at that. She... She knows that she plays up front, but she says she plays in the park. That is... <laughs> Pure comedy. I love yeah. that line. 
So Jess has a great tryout, though. She's so fucking good. How could she not? And then there's a scene, of course, the first scene that really has the three of them that also feels charged. This is mm. when they're walking back. It's like, so does she pass? And talking a little bit about <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> Joe's. Is it, are you laughing that hard? Because my, my accent is tragic. <laughs> I just wasn't anticipating the accent. It's going to pop fantastic. in. <laughs> pop in. You, uh, you, you might figure out that my family is, is full of Anglophiles. You know, a, a sibling so studied in Canterbury great. for a broad <laughs> study. Dad went there to Ireland. There's all old pictures of Dad at 17 just on the Rolleiflex in Ireland. Yeah, my family's obsessed with Britain, Ireland, UK, anything like that. So <laughs> we do the accents. But... Uh, <laughs> So the, the, this is, you know, this is a thing about the, the Joe, too, having been injured. So Joe cannot play pro ball. He's not just some uh, ex-pro ball. He's too, too young um, to not be playing anymore. The reason he's coaching the girls' team is because he's still trying to make a career out of football in some way, shape, or form, even though he can't play on his busted knee. Well, then we check in, of course, with Jules' family to see that dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Can't miss that. The dad <laughs> likes that Jules is into football more than, you know, boys at this point in time. And the mom is like, will you pack it in? You know, the whole <laughs> thing, the whole thing about I, it looks like it's like a an expensive. There's a, It's like a piece of the gardening, like the a yeah. pot or something. And, I mean, they have a goal in, in the backyard. They're probably only 10 minutes from that park. So... I can kind of agree. That's a very small backyard. I'm a little bit uh, understanding why I want to play football there. But the whole idea is that she really, really is against it Mm. when her daughter, just like Jess, is obsessed with it and good at it. Mm. You know, opportunities for young people. If you don't go with the thing that you're passionate about and good at, people can really get frustrated with life early. It's a terrible thing to discourage a young person from the thing that they're so clearly supposed to do, and they see opportunity yeah, in. So that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jess, of course, has her own moment at her first official practice with her burn. Such such a drawn-out scene. Mm. Looks, looks over, but clearly also this is the start of Joe treating Jess a little bit different. Because he, you know, he might not have put up with this from the other girls, especially not Jules. I think uh, to walk over and and have this whole conversation, I think he would have yelled a little bit more. But he kind of, he like looks up and he's just like, <laughs> "Is that is that maybe an emotional problem that I can heal?" Let's bond over some scars like trans people do. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, and, and just like trans people, Joe's like, oh, I'm fully not healed yet. I'm fully still mm. traumatized um, from my <laughs> yeah. experiences. My dad, my dad's terrible. But if we bond over that, you know, we'll be, yeah, we'll be trans together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells the story of jumping up for the beans on toast. And I jumped up to the grill to get the toast. My trousers caught light, so... My sister put me in the bath, poured cold water over me and pulled them off. But half my skin came off too. <laughs> he basically is like, does it affect your play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
He, he calls her pressure, out. Pressure yeah. on that thigh. <laughs> and he fully can't. His, like, his, his knee has a fucking dimple. Like, his knee is totally fucked and, and has had two surgeries. So, yeah, I'm with him. I'm like, you can still play. And, you know, this is not the time to be moping around about how you look. But mm-hmm. I think it's also a really good time to point out the cultural significance of the looks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in the Indian-British culture, this is what we're seeing. Uh, this fashion, you know, what you're wearing how your breasts look in the outfit and all this stuff, this hyper-focus. So we can see how Jess, even though she hasn't cared about that stuff in a long time, has been taught to be ashamed of this thing that is considered ugly. Mm. It's really just cool. So (laughs) (laughs) her mom and dad are like, "Uh, you can't play. Sis is getting married. Um, Because her, you know, her mom, the, the level of awareness of them being, uh, her, like, playing, her coming back with the cleats after she said she was quitting. It's like they know and they don't know. It's that thing that parents do where it's like that kind of, I don't know. And they, I think they act like they don't know, but they do. Yeah. That, and it's there's a kind of sort of stubborn ignorance about it. It's just like, maybe it'll sort itself out, I don't know. Right, right. It's like you smell like smoke and sex, but, you know, we have to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is a thing in this. So uh, her mom also does say here that she's getting dark. That's not, you know, look how dark you are getting in the sun. This the whole thing about prizing lightness and skin tone. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure, something that um, often can't even be controlled by the sun. It's just the skin color, and why would you mm-hmm. want to? It's so beautiful. So that's that's a lot of weird shame wrapped up in that. And they ban football from Jess's life. Her dad is saying, you must start behaving like a proper woman. Proper. Mm-hmm. None of this bullshit ragtag wearing pants one foot in one hole, one foot in the other. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> so <laughs> Jess is enraged, and she tells Tony she's crying. She's pointing out that Pinky and Titu, her fiancé, have been sneaking around for years. So they've been having premarital sex, but they're engaged and everybody uh, just okays that, especially because they're the ones getting engaged. So she hasn't been, she's probably on this other rung, not, not bottom, because she's not, Pinky hasn't been sleeping around with everybody. Pinky's just been having premarital sex with her fiancé. So that's another level of okayness in breaking mm-hmm. the rules to survive and do what you really want to do, what makes you happy to get around them. That's how she did it. So that's like a culturally acceptable way. But being gay, playing soccer, now there's the line yeah. right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> excuse me. So Jules runs into them at that point and tells Jess she can't take no for an answer. That's the, the solution. And Jess is just not mental, m- mentally in this same place. Jules isn't trapped by by her mom's opinion in the same way. Mm. So, yeah, some, some insensitivity there from Jules. <laughs> Across the board, I love when she's mad at her later and she's like, oh, I'm not going to stop being... She's a bitch. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I am trying to help. So <laughs> she she plays, though. Jess does play. 
and her team is fully winning games. Joe is coaching Jules and Jess to be a scoring duo tandem situation, trying to teach them how to bend the mm. ball like Beckham. Mm -hmm. Jess is leading this double life, and her mom is also trying to teach her, you know, how to cook, which was sort of a punishment. It was like, instead of, you know, football, I'm going to teach you how, all these recipes. And so she's got a lot on her mind, too. She's stretched pretty, pretty thin. Mm. We then see her mom calls and asks Pinky to bring Jess home because there's this fitting that's going to happen. And Pinky and Titu are literally like, uh, you know, canoodling in the car, whatever. <laughs> Looks uncomfortable, whatever scenarios, at Heathrow. And she says she's going to go pick her up. But then Jess comes back and she didn't even know anything about it because, of course, she wasn't an HMV for her job at the mm -hmm. record store. She was playing soccer. And so this comes out to Pinky at this time. And Pinky's like, it's a guy, right? She's like, no, of course. It's, I only need one ball. It's <laughs> the football. So <laughs> Jess is then, this is, the, this is traumatizing. Jess is getting fitted for the sari. And Pinky mm. wants her boobs to be more accentuated, so she's like, tighter, you know, fitter, please. And Jess gets up, and the dress, the dressmaker calls her boobs mosquito bites. Mm -hmm. This See, that one I remember. <laughs> I definitely remember that, because I was just like, mosquito bites? Oh I mean, for me, I would have said, thank God. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, yeah. my tits had been mosquito bites. I've been like wonderful, but yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they were, yeah, it was mosquito bites on someone who was deathly allergic and had a huge swollen gland. <laughs> C cup. That's a problem. But uh, this, this does spark something in Jess. Mm -hmm. And she's like, um, Mom, I need uh, new shoes. And they're like, what, what, what? You've never expressed an interest in anything that's happening. And she gets the money for the cleats because she's going to need one pair for the wedding and one pair for the cleats. And, you know, mm. whatever. I don't know where... It doesn't really make sense. I'm not going to check that out narratively. She doesn't actually have a job at HMV. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> she sold just one piece of Beckham merchandise to buy. <laughs> <laughs> but at tryouts, uh, of course... Uh, not tryouts, what am I saying? At... <laughs> Why did I write that? She gets the money to buy the cleats. Okay, so then at at at, uh, at practice, Jess is distracted by all this. They're doing sit-ups, and she gets in trouble for chatting with Jules. Joe makes her do laps, mm. and even though the girls are already like they're doing crunches, it's it looks terrible. It looks like the yeah. end of the day. Fuck this. Fuck this guy. And he notices while she's still marching around the pitch that she's she's doing her doing herself an injury. So uh, he runs up to her. He's like Jess. And he runs up to her. And he's like stop. And then he brings her back. You remember this part, Elijah? Yeah, yeah. Brings yeah. her back unnecessarily so that we're framed with the nice thing in the background it's like they did not have to walk back seven bases. there's no difference between that ground except for the framing behind them oh my god i don't i never picked up on that <laughs> now you gotta have the uh, somebody needs to be waving you know to the to the actors and camera and yeah yeah, yeah. Get stop <laughs> you're going too far we're gonna have to actually walk back but somebody did not want to reset to the true one, on that one. <laughs> that's what i clock it's a great moment maybe i'll 
host it. Uh, so, you know, the, the, this is when they have a real chat, another chat. This is very mm. similar to the, the Beans on Toast chat. And it's more unpacking of the injury that is so devastating to Joe's career. And he's saying, you know, you don't, don't push yourself, you know, carry Strug style. You know, don't, don't play on something broken. This is your body. We can appreciate that as trans people. Don't permanently break your body. Don't unhealthily bind, you know, to do, do what feels good, but, but don't hurt yourself in the long run is the thing that people try to think about, you know, to protect ourselves. So over at Jules place now, of course, we see the picture of Joe and Jules in Jules's room. I think this is really mm. the first time. I mean, Jess is not emotionally stupid. So she's, she's clocked it, but when we see this pic, right, we're like... <laughs> and the cropping of it looks like it was cropped from another photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You lose mm-hmm. it, Jules. <laughs> Jules, what happened? <laughs> So well, really? also it's like I've like to, to, for me it was like rewatching I was like Ugh, like that just when you know like because it, it does all just feel so like queer and like queerly charged to me and 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 like their connection Jess and Jules and then and then like when they bring the photo and it all gets like much more like overtly like about Joe and like fancying joe and it's like god's sake like no we don't need joe get joe gone like (laughs) do one joe literally a (laughs) stand-in and you should know that yeah (laughs) i agree fully you're right and and to that point you know this is a thing that they wanted to be changed from her original idea and uh, you know of, of of it being just a romance between them and i think that you can see her still what gorinda's what oh, that's yeah. what she wanted to do yes, yes. no i didn't know oh, that yeah <gasps> a tragedy it, it, it truly like is is the ripple effect in the script as i think we all often see with studio notes and things like that uh mm. you can take the situation you can name it something else but it's still charged it's still very powerful to think of their bond, how it has to do with football and their gender, and mm. they're so close, and they're in these intimate seeming situations a lot. That they're the thing with Joe happens because they're all bonding in this in this way that is a lot, and they have to bring for the cis male character. They have to bring in this whole storyline about his knee and his father, so that he can tr- connect from left from left pitch with yeah. Jess and Jules already got that connection with her, you know, and she's an- another, another white Gordo, which is just, just his type. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's interesting. You know what I mean? It's, it's like you're, you're right on the money and you didn't even know about that. So we could feel it. We could clearly still feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, the in this in this room conversation, of course, uh, feels yes very charged. And Jules is letting Jess borrow the ugly assed mom shoes. So that was that rude to the fake character. <laughs> they are ugly. This reminds me of something that I might have worn age eight to a Christmas recital in the nineties. Um, yeah. And so this is this is a ripple effect of that that level of fashion, and she, she 
she's problematic in the St. Jules's mom. She's Jasminda. And it call, mm. calling her, it, assuming that she's culturally from a, a strict place, uh, mm. a strict mindset, which she is, but assuming that means that she's not a footballer. And Jules drops the drops the T on that and says, actually, she's from the team. And we were just hornily watching <laughs> <laughs> female football <laughs> players from the States. <laughs> she she turns that on like she's got it queued up in the VCR. Oh my God. Like yeah, it's her exactly. nightly jack exactly. off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just show you this for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes, three seconds. <laughs> I love this bit. <laughs> Remember that scene in Love Actually where she sits down to watch the VHS and that? Oh, my God. I want to cut them together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Please do. Oh, my God, please do that. Yes. Because she's, like, looking so over at Andrew Lincoln, right? And she's like, yeah. I look very pretty. <laughs> you want some, some It's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, your Keira Knightley's quite good, you know. Thank you. <laughs> it's pretty. She's, she's got a way that she talks. That's for sure. Captain Barbosa, I am here to negotiate the cessation of hostilities against Port Royal. There are a lot of long words in there, Miss. We're not but humble pirates. This is, this is you know, Juliet Stevenson. She's just so funny. And uh, this plant's... A more of a thing in her head she's she's starting to it's not until the argument later that she really thinks it is just but she's like great it's another dykey footballer mm-hmm. you know that yeah. that's hanging out with my child and afterward jess and jules are on the street they're laughing wait wait as, wait oh sorry is that the scene i can't remember exactly is that the scene where where juliet stevenson says something about um about Jules's room decor, like she said, <laughs> yeah, she says something like, like about like was like, can you get her to change the decoration? Her like, I bet you don't have great big butch women on the wall. Yes. Like she literally big says butch that. Women. Yeah, yes. yeah, oh, so because good. Even because Jules's Jules's dreams are even more real, right? So they're mm. they're really in line with the the female football league, especially. So she's yeah. got the like Mia Ham. Plastered yeah. on her while she wants to go to Clara. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think you know. I, for one of these, I, I'll do a comparison just so you can really see how much I'm channeling Kira. People go to Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Santa, Santa Clara. Clara. Well, but um, also, if you haven't seen this film, what are you doing listening to this podcast right now? Go watch the yeah, film right now. It's the best. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the, you're right. This is her mom is like, I bet you don't do this and this. And it's totally an, uh, a false assumption. Mm. And maybe a thing where in her mind, she's like, well, culturally, those, you know, those Indian British people can control their daughters. I'll try to enforce... Uh, 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 an amount of cultural control that's not really inherent so much mm. in my whatever uh, British culture, white British culture. Um, it seems strong. I don't know if you can attest to if it's if it's really there was a lot of anti queerness in the early aughts, but it feels <laughs> like extra, and it feels like the dad doesn't have any thought about that. Well, the dad's not, he's like, <laughs> like is there any thought in your head? <laughs> I'm not sure. He likes football. He knows yeah. the rules, as we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I think you know that it's it's extra, and it seems to be mm. drummed up in her head in this weird way that she she just, could just let it go. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So super awkward, but they're laughing about her. Of course, they can't. Oh, who oh, who blames them? And they're on the street, and as you do, uh, you hold. You're going this way with your friend. You put your hand on their shoulder, and then you put your head that that way. And it looks like you're kissing somehow hey. to, to <laughs> homo erotic. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just kiss? Why not just kiss? <laughs> it's just really funny, but I can't really blame the new the new in laws uh, about to be in laws come by. Mm. And they don't think she's kissing a girl, which I, it seems like a choice of the script. I mean, you could have just done that that she was straight up having a lesbian relationship. But instead, they think because of Jules's short hair, it's a guy. Mm. So Pinky, she just returns home, and Pinky is pissed. Pinky has no way to put her emotions in the right place. That's one of her <laughs> problems. And so she's just like she's like teetering with anger. And Jess explains that uh, that it's not true. And you know they believe her. You can tell mm. the mom is like, okay, legit. It didn't sound right to me, but okay, okay. Because when Jess lies to them, she lies for the thing she's really into. And I think they would have probably ignored some sort of picture of a woman in a room. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would have been a running commentary. So Pinky, as I said, is raging, and she outs Jess to being on the team, saying that it, she's probably been with some dykey girl. And Mrs. Bamra acts shocked, whether that's true or not, whatever. She's like, don't think, I don't know, that you've been fucking T2 as well. Mm. So it's like a big blow up of like, you know what? You're both trash. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never fucked anyone but your father. My um, shit kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, and that... That actress is so funny, and uh, I've heard is just like not is the opposite of this character. If you mm. ever look at the, the outtakes, especially when she's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a mile yeah. a minute. It's so funny. <laughs> so you can tell that she's she's doing something with this character, or it's like yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah. of what she is. But T two still wants to marry Pinky. Uh, that's what I take from when he says they don't like it. So Jess is actually that's <laughs> pretty good, right? <laughs> Jess is pretty, is pretty comforting to her, actually. <laughs> He's dying, y'all. So Jess is actually pretty comforting in this time period. That's all Pinky really has. She's not gonna go uh, get comfort from the the girlfriends, probably. And it's almost like uh, the cultural pr- pressure is what makes them betray each other in these hypertense moments but when things cool off they're sisters to each other and they actually do care about each other mm. even though pinky's whole thing is such uh, so so much concern so much concern about the path that jess might take and meanwhile just stopped showing up to the team it's finally worked and she's not going to practice and mm. joe is like where the fuck is she I spent all this time teaching you guys how to do the tandem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jules, <laughs> I didn't teach any. It was a one-on-two session, remember? <laughs> Jules tells Joe the Bamras didn't know she was playing. 
And this is the fir- first hint of really bitchy jewels, and it's before the near kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, I don't know, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. She, she's not here. <laughs> See you later. And then, of course, uh, Joe shows up looking like a s- snack at yeah. the cameras. <laughs> nom, 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 not even my type. But yeah, I know. I was like, do your shirt up a bit more. Like, what is all of this chest? Is this necessary? You're going to talk to someone's parents? Oh my god. It's post coital Tudor vibes. Yes. <laughs> you know. Have some respect, Joseph. <laughs> he's, like, I, he's like, I know my assets. And yeah, those are well, them. Yeah. Got a, the pecs peak. So <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bamra tells a tragic story, of course, to Joe about why he quit cricket and this is really this is this is a good explanation of what's the extra oomph behind fueling this it's because he experienced racism Mm. he he was not he was he was fire uh before he moved and then he immigrated uh to england and that's when he's not allowed to be on any of their teams that's what they point out still they say none of our boys are on any of the teams which i am guessing and assuming was absolutely correct then and i mm. would hope 20 years later is not true <laughs> somebody chime in please <laughs> cricket league but yeah cricket is a huge globally popular sport that is uh from my readings about five times as popular as my favorite sport baseball which is an american bastardized version of cricket essentially and so it's not like there's a lack of cricket play you know yeah 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 a lack of opportunity so this is so sad and and it's the reason that the conversation isn't really successful but it's just actually gets Pinky to get on board with things a little bit, and Pinky is going to cover while the team goes on a trip to Germany. Mm. Jess misses... Pinky's the saviour. Like, Joe's trying to be, like, big white saviour going to the house, but Pinky's the saviour here. Yeah, Joe's style is always just showing up. And uh, to his credit, he's not afraid... He's a cis man who's not afraid to have a conversation. So... (laughs) So... (laughs) One good thing. But uh, Jess, of course, at the match with the Jerrys, misses the penalty kick, and they lose. Mm. She's not quite mastered the bend yet. Her angels are working great, but it's the bend. And Jess calls, uh, calls in to keep up the lie from the hotel in Germany. And her mom's like, they sound happy. They sound happy without football. And they're just cooking and being women you know hook line sinker great but then the dad sees in the paper a photo of the team and he says call them back walk walk from behind me more feet than it would take me to get to the phone call them back (laughs) pass the phone to me i want to talk to them yeah they're busted but they don't know it yet which is great which allows us to still have fun with them Jules and the girls give Jess a little help in the fashion department. She looks sizzle fire. What the fuck? She looks so beautiful. It's crazy. And Joe notices, of course. Joe cannot help but notice. Everybody, I noticed at the club, there's some thruppily weirdness. <laughs> Just some mm-hmm. yes, no, yes. you. 
I'm going over to you. Yeah. No, we're going over to her now. Let's include her. And yeah. Joe is clearly more interested in Jess than Jules. And Jules is like hyper focused and doing that fucking hilarious dance move that she's doing. It's like all arms down. <laughs> arms down, arms down, arms down, arms down. <laughs> I love I love it. It's so intensely two thousands y. It's a lot. Uh, <laughs> Is it a, it's also, I think, a song from one of the Spice Girls. Is it a Mel B song or something? Is that when it, what is that song? Is that, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's Mel C, Mel C. Sporty Spice. Yeah, the soundtrack, I'll put it on, and, and it, I'm it's still so like, good. bop, bop, bop. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's next level. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this is, this leads to, yeah, charged moments, and Jess, who is presumably having a lot of alcohol for the first time in her life, goes outside to get get air, we see that they're in some sort of club that is in an old Bertolt Brecht building, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Jesus Christ, this was like a stone structure. I was like, okay, well, they wanted to convey Germany. <laughs> so. Yeah, what does Germany look like? <laughs> <laughs> There's some buildings in you know my home state that were designed by Bertolt Brecht on our state campus, and it's it's so out of place looking. It's yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so German. I'm always like, why did they do this? But okay, um, so they go outside, and then. And then Jules sees Jess and Joe almost kiss. Mm-hmm. I love later how she's like, we didn't. And Jules is like, from my perspective, you did. And that's the truth that we're going to be going with. Yeah. But of course, this causes huge fight. Team returns to the UK and the parents are waiting. And Joe, Jess and Jules are all pissed. Their throuple is strained. Pinky and Jess have a conversation where Pinky makes it clear it's okay to marry for love. Nobody in our culture is saying you can't do that. Just know you're going to be going uphill battle, lots of problems, shit you didn't ask for, shit at every function. Do you really want to be the person that married the British guy? I don't think so. She reminds her that Joe is Irish and <laughs> she's like, I, I love that moment. The The range of emotions that Pinky cycles through trying to process that Joe is Irish and Mm. that maybe his experience is a little bit different from what she's talking about or that there's a a difference, you know, culturally even between white people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, they all look the same. (laughs) It's just so good. (laughs) No difference. And she's correct that to the Indian (laughs) British people, perhaps would not be the same. So... She she shuts down this idea of, of Joe, but she names it, um, which is helpful. She says, "Are you? Uh, it's that it's that guy, right?" And Jess then goes to talk to Joe. She puts her hair down first. Just <laughs> yes, so funny. She's still in, she's still interested, and he's like, "That's yesterday's news." I'm over it. And she's like, yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Two people not telling the truth in a conversation. Jess explains that her family just wants to protect her from getting hurt. And they don't know or understand football and the, and the world. 
which isn't entirely true. Uh, her, it's very tangential to what her father wanted from cricket, but she's like, it's just culturally far away. Joe tells her they're considering him for the men's assistant coach job. And Jess goes to talk to, to Jules now, who is uh, depressed in bed. Jules is still pissed because she felt that she'd she'd really pissed around Joe, marked her territory. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm with Jess. But it's so funny, she's like, you said you didn't like him, and now you're acting like you're in love with him, but it's this thing of, I thought you understood. I, mm-hmm. th- I thought you would see the charged moments that you were clocking, that we all know Jess was clocking, and give space to that, knowing that I was absolutely interested, even though none of us are allowed to date him. Mm-hmm. Jules's mom overhears this conversation and interprets it falsely or accurately, depending on how you want to read it, as a lover's quarrel. The dad's like, it's fine, because it is. And the mom blames herself and says it was, a ter- it was terrible what they did to George Michael, and he's like, you still listen to Wham. George Michael's still a superstar. Yeah. Calm yourself. But this is just the beginning of her her actual true spin. So Jess brings on Tony that maybe they should date. She has no, no class. Sometimes. Oh, sweet Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her friend, you know, just using him. And he's like, whoa. Yeah. She's, she tells Tony about the near kiss and the friend situation. Tony points out Posh and Bex, the unlikely couple. You could be just like them. And then he says, yeah, I I really like Beckham. No. No, no, just I really, really like Beckham. I really like Beckham, too. Of course you do. No one can cross a ball or bend it like Beckham. No, Jess. I really like Beckham. (laughs) Just is thrown. She knew her friend, but she didn't know him that well. I guess they were talking about maths a lot. So she's also kind of judgy, as I alluded to. This is the scene. Shook that he's gay enough to be weird about it. It's okay with me. Uh, Who asked? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. It's okay if you're gay. It's okay with me. No one. (laughs) Jess, it's okay with me. Yeah. and it and the when she goes over right and looks at the guys playing soccer and is like, what <laughs> wonder what they would say if they knew, and he's triggered as all fuck. You're yeah, teasing yeah, yeah. him about being outed. That's so fucked. So Jess clearly uh, represents a little bit here. Well, the internalized homophobia that. You know that that is rampant. That that mm. would have actual consequences um, for people that you even love, people that you even have close close fr- friendships with. She is still insensitive to him. <laughs> He's been so sensitive to everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fucked. So Jess then fakes sick so she can play, and the dad forgets something, and they have to go back. So he discovers that she is not in the house. And he somehow he figures it out that she's at the game. Jess and Jules are playing out of sync. Their kismet mm. is broken. Yeah, magic. But when they work together for these moments, it is. So it's like and that, that you know that do do do, the drum. It's a very very uh, 
Mean Girls sort of like animalistic yeah. <laughs> primal and Jess gets fouled, fouled here and is, call, uh, is called a slur and then she gets a red card for that she gets thrown out of the game they win the game anyway but Joe yells at her for this oh my god <laughs> this is so bad <laughs> like Jesus why uh, okay, he felt he needed to, clearly exerting something to cover feelings that he has and continues to have and won't even let go after a rejection. So this is real for Joe, and it's coming a lot from him. She runs after him and is like, fuck you, dude. They get into a conversation that ends in a hug. And <laughs> the dad, of course, sees. He's looking everywhere. He's looking for Jess. Goes around the back. And this is... This is actually a huge, I would say maybe a slight little deus ex machina at this point for the plot. She gets home and Titu's parents have decided that they cannot take his sadness, his depression over the Mm -hmm. breakup. They want Pinky and Titu to get married again. And so this kind of makes it so it's like, okay, that thing, let's put that, put a pin in that, readdress it later. Everything starts to go at warp speed. Mom is like, we'll show them we're not poor. Call the hall. The hall's only available on the 25th, which is the day of the tournament. And the dad looks across at her and he's like, your sister needs you. And it's just, Jess is destroyed. Jess is, Mm -hmm. she can't believe she's going to miss this final. So Jess asks to, uh, Joe asks to see Jules. And... (laughs) This is so, like, come into the bar after and talk to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She says, go find her, you know? She's like, she's she's hurting. And my favorite, uh, there's, like, so much alliteration that starts to happen at this point in the movie because of the name. So it's like, I don't want to talk about Germany, Joe. (laughs) 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 Jess, Jules, Germany, Joe. She's... (laughs) It's my mom's favorite line is the Joe Man Joe. Joe Man Joe. That Kira says to the mom later when she's explaining that it's a man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she's so pissed though, and she's she thinks he's lied about the scout even, but he says that the scout's actually coming to the match, which makes her able to at least forgive him enough to talk. He's a bit smug though. I mean, come on. You were the yeah. one who cro- you crossed the line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, he's so annoying. Oh my god. It's just like the, the whole way through, just, like, playing them both and, like, giving them, like, so little, but, like, just enough to, like, keep yep. them both interested. interested. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's gross. Absolutely Slimy inappropriate <laughs> reason. He t- clearly favors them. I think mm. it's arguable that they are the best players on the team. You know, the, the captain isn't e- either one of them. It's uh, that yeah. pop star. Yeah, so it just really doesn't make sense. But... Anyway, this he deploys Jules to go see Jess. He's like, you can help patch that up. I'm not going to be great at this, but you can do it. And she goes and she says, you have to play. You just have to play. There's going to be an American scout there, Jess. Let's go <laughs> to that wonderful place, Santa Clara. Santa, Santa Clara! Clara! And Jess <laughs> accuses Jules of having motives, having to do with her play. And she's rightfully like, no, thank you. No, thank you mm-hmm. to that. You're, you're, yep. you're still a nasty hoe, apparently. I'll come back later. 
Joel's dad teaches the mom about the offside rule at this point. Got it. Hot take, y'all. Played soccer for years. I still don't get it. I don't know know what's going on. You can't be behind the goalie. Do you have to be between the first player of the defense? Uh, If you're uh, of the defense, is it defense? Uh Yeah. You? And then then your goal, goalie. You can't, you, you can't be here as an offensive player. You can't go past the defender. You have to keep one defender. Yeah. Like, you can go there, but if the ball <laughs> is released from your player and oh. you're offside, and then you score, then that's, that goal will be disallowed. <laughs> Does that make sense? I think maybe we'll have to... Uh, I'll come visit and we can play a few rounds. <laughs> I need like my own version of like the the sea salt and the mm-hmm. what is it? They've Teriyaki got like sauce. Yeah, it's got... sea salt and the is it sugar shaker? Okay. And the mustard, <laughs> mustard. Yeah, there's mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I need to watch. I mean, how many times I've seen the scene? I'm like, okay, if that. And you still died, don't know the offside rule. <laughs> it gets jumbled in my head. I always took the offside rule off when I was playing backyard soccer, which was a computer game that was very popular in the early aughts for me. So I just took it right off, and I was like, anybody can go anywhere. You, I used to have someone sit in the goal. I'd be like, whatever. Oh well, fair enough. <laughs> Stupid Americans might be a little more accurate than I was willing to admit earlier. Don't tell me. The offside rule is when the French mustard has to be between the teriyaki sauce and the sea salt. She's got it. So, (laughs) Jill's Jill's dad teaches her, she gets it, and and she's saying at this point, interestingly enough, that I'm trying to get into it. She also says, though, that one of the footballers for the Women's League is a math teacher, too. And I did note that that probably denotes some of the pay gap that she also had to be Mm -hmm. a teacher, even though she's a professional footballer. Yeah. Okay. Jess gets really good. Are these the A-levels, then, that would be for her? Those are her A-levels? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she can be a great, great doctor now. That's how they do it in England, y'all. You take a test when you're 17, and it's like, you can be a plumber, you can be a doctor. <laughs> That's how I read it as an American person. That's how it's conveyed to us, and I'm like, okay, all right. Is it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> you have to go to university first, though. It's not... <laughs> yes, 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 you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slightly accurate so Jess spends this time with her family and she's still being called to football she's bending it in the backyard Jules tells Joe that Jess was fully rude to her but she's still sad so she she really desperately wants to come she she conveys the the message short sort of and Joe is meanwhile training uh, Mel the captain to take that offensive tactical spot the ceremonies for the wedding are gearing up. So we have we have actually a couple of montages almost in a row. The first mm. one is to that one of my, my jams uh, around this time, Nori.
that song. I used to bop to it in my my car, and <laughs> and so that's gearing up. And then Joe shows back up at the end of that one, talks to Mr. Bamra, and says, you know, the scout's coming. You should tell her. And Mr. Bamra very genuinely, seemingly says thank you, but then turns around to Jess and says, don't play with your future. Mm-hmm. So Jess runs after Joe. She's like, why you gotta do this to me, Joe? Here I come back, and now you're you're here again. You're walking right up to my house looking like a snack. So (laughs) Joe asks if Jess is betrothed to anybody in there. Okay. And there's some heat again. Um, Shooting the shot again, it seems. Mm -hmm. Joe wants her to be interested. That's very clear. He leans in and says, come and see us sometime. Come around here sometime. If he did that to me, I'd be like, open mouth, oh. <laughs> I'm ready to receive. So Jess dances with this guy back in the house. It's so gross. She's a full no thank you the way he's touching her. Her face, I, it felt, I'm definitely made that face before. And everyone just lets it happen around. Mm. It's okay by that cultural standard in some way. And it's appropriate for her to have been interested. She should have been interested, too. So now we're at the day of the wedding slash tournament, cutting back and forth between a tense game and the celebrations. Jess is sad though; she's she's missing it, and they need her. She tries to like throw flowers, and she's like, <laughs> "I like this." <laughs> 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 it's terrible. Tony brings her, you know, to a private place and says, "If we go now, we can still make it." The dad yeah. comes and says, if you go and come back looking happy, then I, I want you to go. You look like shit. <laughs> it's still about looks. and But then he does say, play well. So the wedding is starts to go on fire. Wedding band is, is total fire. They show up at the game, and she's ready to go. Nobody is like, you shouldn't be able to play. Everybody's like, come, come in. You, we need yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jules and Jess fully make up. All's good. I think Jules is just like, yeah, I do. I do want my regular tandem partner here. And she just embraces her. They hold hands. Jules's mom clocks this. Lesbian hands. So... <laughs> So many montages, but we rip into another one that's pure joy. The oh, so the mo- the like montage after montage, it's so good. Like oh, I love it. <laughs> There's many, many. The shopping one is so many in the movie. Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Five or so, and uh, it allows us for us to see, hear this great soundtrack too, which is, mm. is a highlight. Jess gets fouled, has the same opportunity as in the Germany game. She imagines. The little people wall that you do in football, that's what I call it, the people wall, as the <laughs> technical term, as the women in her family dis- disapproving of what she's doing, and she knows what she has to do. She's got to bend that ball like Beckham. Mm-hmm. Everyone loses their shit when she gets the goal. The team helps her put her sorry back on. They talk to the scout. Jess and Jules are heading to America. And Jules' mom sees them celebrate, and she's like, okay, lesbianic fully. I don't like this. <laughs> Jules' mom is, is saying to the dad, when the, it's like they drive her home. She's going to then go to the wedding after she puts on better stuff and maybe takes a quick shower. Uh, something like that. Yeah, let's the, hope so. Jules, I hope so. <laughs> Jules' mom <laughs> is like, you made her gay with football, and this is your fault, and that clearly is what happened. 
I'm not blaming you, but it is the football. It is. Jules and her mom unpack the lesbian thing as they approach the wedding, like as they're driving up, and she ends up freaking on Jess, calling her a lesbian. This is the get your lesbian feet out of my shoes and full anti gay freak out, basically, from mm. her. Respectful here with your lot when I know you've been kissing my daughter in broad daylight! Out of my shoes. Jules yeah. has to leave, which is just a shame. They could have had a really good time. And they have this conversation, the mom and, and Jules, about Joe Man Joe. Joe Man Joe! Uh, how that was a love triangle that wasn't really, that had a really wonky side connecting her and Joe. And Jules is pretty pissed that her mom doesn't know that she's not gay. Just a little bit not great from Jules, but she's like, I can't believe that you thought it, thought that. And this is when we get, of course, the I was cheering from Martina Navratilova, just the same as the rest next person. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> she can take a thought. She's she's got a long thread to connect it to something. Actually, <laughs> very forgiving of her because she's so funny but Jess says she wants uh you know more than uh the the Indian wedding to Pinky at this point like in the limousine she's like don't you want this she's like not really this is also kind of a a mild diss to Pinky's choices because this is really what Pinky wanted she's so happy she you know I, I think I think there's a little bit we can read some layers when she says it's the best day of your life and we're like is it? You know, hopefully this person will be truly fulfilled by this marriage and, mm-hmm. and what it, what it get, gives her. And there will be more, more best days of her life, I hope. But Tony tries to just drag Jess into an engagement, which is weird, uh, yeah. for her own good. He's like, come on, I'm not going to tell you the plan, but it's going to work. And the condition is that Jess will be able to go to go to college essentially allowing her to play mm. soccer for at least four years but this pushes Jess and she's like you know what now I played the best ever and I was happy because I wasn't sneaking off and lying to you uh, I played I played today <laughs> in fact <laughs> it's like it's like subbing I was gay I was gay. I'm gay. I was gay. Yeah, today. yeah, literally. <laughs> I had gay sex today. She just always comes out as like playing football. And it's like okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do a little a little dub of this movie that, that replaces football. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she speaks her truth and her happiness. These are my interests. This, this is my personality, and it can't. Her her happiness also she knows can't be achieved without honesty. She mm. has to be honest with them to not be looking over her shoulder going, what do they think about this? And her dad blesses this, which is, of course, the be-all, end-all anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We can see. But he does make a good point. Uh, I don't think anyone has the right to stop her. And (laughs) that's definitely something that goes right to me as a queer person. I mean, no one has the right to stop you from being... Mm happy from Mm. pursuing what makes you happy and i always say unless it's hurting um other human beings or innocent animals 
do what you need to do. God bless you. So uh, that's that seems like uh, like a definitive moment in the film. Jess <laughs> Jess goes like after writing that she was just like high five me. Jess goes <laughs> to tell Joe that she's going to college. She she runs. She never took that sorry off. Which I'm sorry. She must have dried sweat under that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Off the yeah. winter. So yeah. she runs up to him. She's like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to Santa Clara. And he is like, ooh, and now we can be together because they're like, okay with the football. They must be okay with everything. And she says, she's she's one of those problematic Hollywood gatekeepers. Is this a little too much prob- progress? You know, he's gay, <laughs> but... Would he also be trans? Would he also be black? <laughs> I don't know. No. So this is a baby step thing. She's like, I don't think it, I think it's too much to put on them. And he's totally gutted. But also because he's like, I was putting the moves on her. My moves work. What's wrong with my moves? So yeah, yeah, very yeah. surprised. Airport time. Jules and Jess are about to go. Joe shows up and tells her about how he turned down the assistant uh, men's coach position and that the women's team is going pro next year. He talked to his daddy, too. He's like, I might patch some things up. Maybe I start a conversation. I don't know. Who, who, who is this? And uh, he also says maybe something could still happen here. They kiss and... Mm-hmm. Beckham, of course, now walks by with Posh, and it's a sign. It's the title of the movie. The family... (laughs) Everybody's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that does tie it together. I love it. So, and then, of course, we end on the, you know, the family looks like they're they're even starting to bond with each other a little bit, even though Mm -hmm. the mom sort of ruined the end of the wedding, so that's... that's, (laughs) I know, like, God, would you, I'd be like, who the hell are you? I wouldn't have even (laughs) driven up that driveway because it seemed like there was a lot going on. A lot of picture opportunities. Why are you driving this nothing car? Everything else is decorated. So whatever. But but yeah, then we go into this. Park in the street. (laughs) (laughs) And walk your lesbian feet up the drive. (laughs) So... I agree. Exactly. Um, but, you know, this is when we see the montage, of course. They've gone off to play. Pinky is pregnant. Mm. Dad's playing cricket with Joe. Oh, Wild. And yeah. clearly nobody had a good bat in that scenario because they're just in a little island with houses behind them. I know. Them. It's not going far. Broken window. But I'm literally <laughs> obsessed with that part. We have the hot, 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 of course, with the whole cast which uh you know i i did that in film school i did like a thing where you could see my crew at the end and my my directing teacher was such a snob he was like don't ever do that it breaks the illusion oh <laughs> shut up pull your head out your ass for god's sake eat a dick, <laughs> eat a dick. so that was a great uh, uh synopsis and discussion can start off with one point that that I know I want to touch on, which is um, the uh, pressure to marry within the culture being something that it feels like Jess isn't focused on, but also distinctively that she's not ready for. Mm. And 
it isn't about what she's ready to do, what would fulfill her as a person. It's about if she's like ready legally, culturally to do it and that's it. So these kind of culture divides, not, you know, anything that, anything that uh, labels someone in the end uh, can individualize someone to the point that you're not actually talking about case-to-case basis and that really that really causes just a lot of pain because the pressure is real and so accepted mm. on various levels all around her so I just wanted to point that out <laughs> I feel like she's not even interested like I know that she does kind of fancy Joe but like by and large, it does feel like she's just not even, like, ready to be that bothered about fancying people full stop. Like, yeah. she's focusing on her, on, on other stuff. Like, she's not in that place yet. I think it's interesting, like, obviously it's from, like, 2002. Um, and it, it is, like, a bit dated watching yeah. it now. Um, and you can kind of see, you know, you watch something and you can kind of see the, like studio hands like changing things and like um, amping things up and like increasing the stakes and 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 this that and the other but it's like I think it you know like it is like there's a lot of like quite big stereotyping um in the film like especially with with Jess's family oh yeah Um, even by the even by the Indian British filmmaker yeah 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 exactly and it and um and but there's you know there's like there's truth in it and but there's also there is sort of exaggeration but i like that they also you know she's matched jules's family in in that stereotyping as well like the both the mum and dad the whole dynamic is just so heightened (laughs) and an extra and like you know she really it's like her her daughter's like like a older teen now like she can't yeah. still be doing like my little princess kind of thing like it's like <laughs> she is <laughs> yeah she's still doing it on herself too yeah and it's that true hyper- it's like ultra femme yeah <laughs> yeah exactly she's yeah. she's a she's like one of those cis female drag queens yeah yeah um, yeah exactly and i and i and i think jules's mom to some extent it's the same thing of the idea of protecting um, mm-hmm. the female person by putting them through this set thing that you do but clearly that's not the empowering you know feeling that they have on this uh, on the football pitch is the mm-hmm. thing that does that is the thing that protects them and that those are their their teammates are their support system too so it's all there for yeah. her daughter um, but she has no appreciation for it so yeah I'm sure later she does. (laughs) Yeah, I remember watching, like, when I was younger, and it was this is one of those films that I watched, like, you had a film that you watched, like, every couple of months, you just watched it again, like, and uh, it was like that and The Matrix. Like, I was just like, just keep roll, you know, just roll those films over and over again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Soak it up. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, God. It's just, yeah, and all the songs, like, even now, like, if some of those, like, Basement Jacks and stuff come on in the club. I'm just like, I feel like I'm back in the film, like in a montage. I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be training. What am I doing? Right, right. <laughs> That's a great soundtrack to work That's out so to, good. honestly. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I just, um, I, I, I got into other Bangra music 
and mm. would buy you CDs and just thought, like, because even even a rap uh, borrowed from it, especially at the time, I'm pretty sure some of those rap artists were like, I just saw Bend It Like Beckham, because there was some bang rum music that was mixed into uh, tracks, and it, it really is already a fusing of Indian music and hip-hop, mm. so it's very danceable, very workoutable. <laughs> Love it. The soundtrack is a banger, as we've said many times. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and also I want to touch on, you know, just the, the idea of sports, the idea of gendering sports, the relationship that Jules has with it because she can see the college trajectory, she can see mm. a potential of being semi-pro at least at that point uh, to facilitate still playing. And mm. uh, that's something that I think as AFAB people, it's distinct for us that we get to a certain point and we have to either get really, really serious about sports. We have to be really, really good to keep playing sports. We have to be valued in some way. And it's never as much as the men anyway. So. Yeah, totally. I actually, like, I remember distinctly having, a, like, in this country, like, I, I, I played football for a team since I was, like, nine or something, and, and like, for, like, many years, and, um, and I loved it, and I played a lot of other sports, and I just loved sport because I was a big tomboy and a big gay. Um, <laughs> Can't confirm, looking right at <laughs> And later I realised, obviously, I was trans. Um, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like, I had that awareness, even at a really young age, that it wasn't a viable career trajectory sure. to, like, move through, like, the women's football, you know, we went um, to see a, um, a tournament one weekend and it was all the biggest clubs in the country at that time, and it was just in like a field, yeah. like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't in a stadium. Yeah. There wasn't Jumpers any seats anywhere. Yeah, effectively, <laughs> yeah, they might as well have had. And you know, and, and I met all these people who were like like my like big idols at that time. But it was just we were just in like a park, like, oh um, and I knew very well that. You know, because like obviously the whole thing in this film is like you've got to go to America if you want a career, right. and That's I and so I definitely yeah, <laughs> I definitely had that awareness mm. that this would this would like be this is not viable because because that I'd have to have another job as as well as being a footballer like. I don't actually That's think, sad. in retrospect, that I was good enough to be a professional footballer. <laughs> We're going to assume that if you had been able to develop from the time, and I would be in Major League Baseball. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Given the right avenues. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> you never know. No, never, no one ever knows. <laughs> and a bit of privilege and some support, you know. <laughs> a lot of privilege, I definitely know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Monetary privilege. Um, exactly. <laughs> I do want to ask, though, do you do you um, agree with my hot take that uh, women are arguably superior to play football anyway? Because the dong is just the cup situation. The exposure is peak in mm. that in that, uh, in that yeah. sport. Yeah, I mean, and you don't. Yeah, you don't wear. Cu- yeah, we we don't really do cups that much here. Right. So I'm, I'm talking, of course, about AFAB people. There are women with penises, but that's a whole other thing of uh, mm. being completely barred from doing anything ever. Yes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I like. Yeah. And you watch like men's football, and you're just like, 
protect yourself. <laughs> I know. Yeah. D- uh, yeah. You can't you tuck it around the back. And yeah. <laughs> some. They need to. They need some tucking lessons. That's <laughs> it, for sure. Right. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you had it, like written down that you absolutely want to talk about for a sec? I think rewatching like. And that now that you've told me as well about what the director's initial intentions were for the mm-hmm. film, like, it's definitely like quite heavily queer coded, and I can see why I loved it so much, and why I never really liked Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, the most feminine man that they could have put in front of her too. That's so true. Yeah, non-threatening. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if it was, like, Gerard Butler-type person, you know? It's, like, just <laughs> yeah. as kind of into him, but also scared of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also just, yeah, the, I mean, just the fact that they both had, like, a bra scene or, like, a sort of, like, chest-fitting area, like, thing. It was just, like, so funny. No. <laughs> like, like, they might as well have been binding and then one, one, someone sure. had been, you know what I mean? Like, sure. someone had been like, oh, oh, these mosquitoes, it was so, so strange. Um, yeah. I mean, my I first know. binder I was a shapeless sports bra. Like, that was my first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The most Same. shapeless sports bra, sports bra. Yeah, yeah. In a size down. Oh, yeah. Side, <laughs> all over, just stretched out to the nines, basically. Yeah. It yeah. was funny. <laughs> Yeah. No, I love this film. And I think that they do the football really well. And like, it's just really fun. And the montages are really fun. And actually, there's a good documentary. It's really short. I don't know if you it's probably on YouTube, but yeah, I'm not sure if you'll be able to get it in the US. But it's um, someone recently actually made a short documentary about Bennett Light Beckham because it's been because it hit 20 years. Yes since it had been made and uh and so someone did a like short documentary about like um like what it meant what it meant for them as a, a Punjabi person and like right. football and and like and the stereotypes and like the like the heartfelt moments and yeah so it was like it was kind of like a love letter but also dis- <laughs> dissecting it as well at the same time it's really nice I can't believe um, it's been 20 years, you know, we were just oh toddlers when it came out. <laughs> Age me. Age me to fuck. Nobody calculated. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I distinctively said I was born the year just one of the guys came out. So everybody yeah. do the math. <laughs> an aged cheese. <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, thank you so much for that wonderful discussion. We are going to move it on over to our game segment. Today we're playing Friend, Manage, or Counsel. Now, Elijah, I know that you might have heard of a game. I don't know if they play it where where you are, but uh, Fuck, Mary Kill, is there... Mm-hmm. Uh, do they call it something else? No. No? Okay, Fuck, Mary Kill. So, yeah. you know that game. I don't really love the idea of a sexless marriage and then like a one night stand and then a murder. Like and then a, really no, and then some death. <laughs> <laughs> it's violent, but this is similar. So you know who who are we gonna friend? Who is uh, in need of undying friendship? Who are we gonna manage? Who can we make a, a buck off of? Become their agent? You know who has a marketable skill and who who needs therapy? Who are we gonna counsel? Uh, mm. That might be a few characters, but. Uh, hop yeah. on that therapy Zoom with them. Uh, Elijah, are you ready to play? Yes. All right, I'm our ready. first set of three. We're going to do three in total. Our first set of three is Mr. Bamra, mm-hmm. Mrs. Bamra, and Pinky Bamra. 
Oh, oh, that's tricky. <laughs> um, so friend, counsel, and manage like and become manage. the agent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mm, oh, interesting. Well, actually, mate. Mm. <laughs> I, I made it hard. Good. <laughs> yeah, you really did. I I think, um, I think. Oh, I think I'd actually friend Mr. Bamra. Mm, yeah. Because he's quite a gentle soul and seems quite. We could play cricket together. That would Absolutely. be nice. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Pinky seems sort of business minded in some ways, but but also like a real laugh. Um, so, oh. so uh, well, maybe I'll... What about the cooking skill of Mrs. Bamra, though? I know, that's true. Could be marketable. It could be. Could be marketable. And I don't know what I'd really counsel her on. I think they could all use a little. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, everyone in the film could use a bit of count, like... Uh, and you can oh, only help crikey. one. I know. Maybe I could maybe I could counsel Mrs. Bamra because I'll be like a agony aunt. She can complain to me, and I'll just and I'll help her be patient. Yeah. Um, with her annoying kids, um, <laughs> her lack of being able to make a definitive decision within her own family structure. Yeah, 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 and also just the, her, all of her like really catty mates. They're all all just a bit mean. So yeah, maybe yeah. we can we can have some good conversations about all of that. Yeah. And then I can manage Pinky because yeah. I don't know. She's she's seems she's got something to her. She's she's going she's going places. Fashion? I don't know. She's got. Something. I don't know what it is. She's got. She's got a little sign sign. You know. She can so... definitely tell somebody at Heathrow that their flight is cancelled. <laughs> I hope. That, I hope that we can do more than that together. <laughs> but she's starting there. She's got that. that okay. uh, but you. That's great. Okay. So so uh, you've got those three now. Mm-hmm. Jess, Jules, and Joe. Ugh. Um. <laughs> This is too, this one's e- way easier. I love Jess Minder. Jess is my mate. This for sure. We're definitely being mates. Um, um, maybe I'll manage Jules. Okay. Because she does seem quite driven. Don't want uh, the bad knee. No, you don't. I don't want that. <laughs> and I can go to to wherever Santa. Wherever. What was it? Barbara. Santa Clara. Clara. Oh, Clara. Yeah. Santa Clara. You have to say it um, with desperation, though. Yeah, <laughs> and the poshest English accent. Even though her parents have are just not posh at all. I don't Elizabeth know. Swan came to live yeah. with them. They yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. She can't do anything but uber posh. Um, um, oh, <laughs> so I'll manage. I'll manage. Uh, I'll manage Jules in okay. Santa Clara. Okay. And um, and I'll counsel. Um, Joe, because he's an idiot. <laughs> he needs so many areas of familial, parental issues, issues yeah. with his own body. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to start treating himself better. Uh, a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I love that. Okay. And now this one, this one's this may be tough. All right. We've got Joe's dad, who we don't actually meet, but we hear about. We've got the opposing player who calls Jess a slur. And we've got the gross guy that dances with Jess at that wedding. Party. Oh my god! <laughs> I would, I would get friend right out of, out of the way. I would, Fucking I would see what you're left. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll. F- um, Christ alive. Um, Christ 
<laughs> Christ the reason. Uh, oh, shit, oh, Christ. Um, well, I'd, uh, I'd counsel the racist player. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because she was very okayed. She was very... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd counsel her into next year. Um. <laughs> Spend her for a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I mean, I've no, I've no idea what the others do. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll manage the pervy guy at the wedding because maybe he has some hidden skills. He try that um, is the same guy that tries to grab the video camera from the videographer, so you could argue that he's okay, interested okay. in a career in cinematography. Okay, well, I can work with that, I suppose. And as a manager, I can impart like wisdom as well. I can be like, look, yeah. The way that you think about women isn't right. Um, right, so you don't grab cameras or women. No, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then Joe's dad, I suppose, is my friend. I'm just befriending the dads. Um, this is a clear sort well, of got... dad issues surfacing here for me. <laughs> well, yeah, so your friend group now consists of Mr. Bamra, Jess, and Joe's dad. Which wow, what are we going to do together? <laughs> hey, but we're alluded to the fact that that might actually be, be a scenario in their future, that those three true, people true, are in true, a room. True. So it's not as crazy yeah. as you think. The only weird thing would be if you were also there, Elijah. So Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> well, that congratulations. That would be quite weird. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on that i have the asset that i'm going to make for that clearly in my mind now thanks to that little Fantastic. exchange <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll move on to our gender icon award now this is of course the award we give to anybody who goes on a big gender journey is iconic in their gender I sometimes we just mm. say gender 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 because that's what it feels like sometimes when you're working <laughs> in, in the community <laughs> Sure. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, uh, would you like me to share with you my pick? Please. Well, I, I've got Jules's dad. I think this might be mainly because of juxtaposition with the mom, but her mom doesn't like that she's a footballer based solely on that and the femininity. Mm. And I love how how the dad is just so obsessed with football that he actually doesn't see gender. Really. Yes, so that. true. <laughs> Literally opposite problem. Um, I do dock some points from him, of course, for uh, seeming to maybe hate the mom sometimes uh, in these like weird micro microaggressions. But he is there for her. He allows her to be um, uh, sort of a woman of tears, a woman of hysterics sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's who she is. So uh, there is some 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 redeem redeeming quality in that. And I just, I think that, that, that he's a huge reason why Jules is able to make this Santa Claus dream come to fruition. So true, very I'm true. giving it to Jules' dad. What about you? Oh, it's so difficult, actually. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I thought about a few different options. No and one I, doesn't have detracting behavior. That's what I No, say. that's the thing. Yeah. And there's no, yeah, for sure. I think if there'd be, if there'd been, it's so, it's funny because there's like a lot, there isn't, it's not like the film shies away from sexuality because there's a lot of right. like mention of lesbianism and yes, like, yes. Tony comes out and stuff like that. But, but not actual sex. Any, 
no actual sex or actual gays except Tony, which is bizarre. Yeah. No, no, no queer football, female footballers. Are you mad? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not my lift experience. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I kind. I think I I'd go with Pinky, um, Jasmine's sister, because yes. because she's very happy in her femininity and and. And she celebrates that in herself, and like obviously she loses points for for um, trying to get Jess to be like her, and you know not really understanding, yeah, not understanding what Jess wants to do and what she's interested in. Um, But but yeah, I think I think I just think that Pinky is pretty fab and um, knows that she is better than those nasty mates. Yeah, and. I do, you know, I think that deep down she's good. Not even deep down, like, she is good in the film. She's a good person. Yeah. Um, and, um, and and also she's she shows her flexibility. Like, she has moments where she's like, well, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you like this? But then she does help um, Jess Minder quite a lot, and I think that's nice. So I think, yeah, Pinky is Pinky for me. Nice. She's femme, she's fab. <laughs> I agree, yeah. her name is Pinky. Pink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank God it doesn't begin with a J, for God's right. sake. <laughs> oh, God. And she, you know she was tempted. So, <laughs> so yeah, th- those are great picks. Uh, congratulations to uh, Pinky and Mr. Paxton, I assume. <laughs> Mr. Paxton. Yeah. Don't even know his name, but he chills his dad. Well, Elijah, thank you so much for being here today and thank you for doing the work. Uh, I want to thank you, you know, for being part of the trans cinematic universe uh, on Hamish's show and, and everything that you've done. And also for being some of the first trans masculine feedback that Marvel and I got uh, about Spookable. That was actually mm. you know, really helpful and interesting to us and i'm so glad that we could have a chat on the pod rocket today oh my god such a pleasure an honor to be here thank you for having me it was so fun and it was really fun (laughs) (laughs) i hope you had fun and i hope the ride's not too bumpy going back but uh (laughs) the the rocket needs fuel it takes about five dollars to to fuel the rocket every month on the patreon it's much more expensive than gasoline which you might not know elijah the prices are fucked up right now so that mm. rocket fuel is like 50 times the amount of that guys yeah like, guys, uh, i'm literally my pockets are bleeding so please uh support us there listen rate review and uh thank you gorinda thank you so much oh, thank you gorinda gorinda can we remake it together yeah we'll bend it any which way you fucking want this time. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right love to everyone we are out Super. Super. Oh my god, it was so much fun.